to The 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023, and Jessica, what's going on? In anticipation of Veterans Day tomorrow, we recently highlighted the journey of Airman First Class Salat Ali, and we had learned about Salat because recently the Air Force held the citizenship ceremony at Scott Air Force Base where immigrants from 15 countries took the U.S. Oath of Allegiance to become American citizens. You know, I've covered a few of those for the newspaper, and that's probably one of the coolest things I've ever covered. So awesome. Very emotional and just You just come away from that feeling like... Things are okay. Wonderful. Yes. Like, you know, it's just like, it's so wonderful because they're just so happy to become American citizens. Yeah. And they're always special and emotional, but this one was especially so because it's the last of its kind that'll be held at Scott Air Force Base. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) a change to the Air Force's naturalization process means that immigrants becoming citizens, they're now going to take the oath at the end of their basic training and not in these separate ceremonies. But during this final ceremonial production, airmen from Haiti, India, and Mexico, among others, they were recognized by General Minahan. He is the commander of Air Mobility Command. And one of these recent honorees is Airman First Class Bianca Groft. She is a Romanian immigrant who now serves as an aerospace medical technician within the Warrior Medical Clinic on base. And we met with Airman Groft recently, and she said that growing up, she felt sort of lost. So after graduating high school, she admits that she was young, just wanting to live life. She wasn't too focused on finding a career. So she started in the hospitality industry and tried going to school for different things. Initially, she studied business and marketing, then some IT. But when both of her parents lost their jobs, she became the primary breadwinner at a young age. She often worked 24-hour shifts at hotels, and then that made keeping up with her computer programming classwork kind of difficult because she'd have to miss class to work her shift to earn money from her family, and then that made catching up on the classwork pretty difficult. Eventually, she transferred to a business and sustainable technology program in Germany, and that's where she met her now husband. Being around him and his colleagues, well, this was really the first time she'd ever encountered the American military or anything American, really. And she remembers meeting a lot of what she called, quote, badass military women who were doing medical work, and that really inspired her. From what she had seen growing up in Europe, women weren't predominantly portrayed within military. So when she met members of the Air Force Medical Corps stationed in Germany, she was really impressed. And that's when things started to really fall into place for Bianca. Her boyfriend proposed to her during a trip to Paris, and they eventually married. And that's when she started the 12 to 18 month process of getting her green card. So things became what she called very stressful, confusing, and overwhelming pretty quickly. She talked about the in-depth paperwork. And Nick, she totally understands why the process is complicated and why all this paperwork is necessary. Yeah. But she said her husband, who's an American, would read some of the questions, and even he was confused about what was being asked on some of this paperwork, just like kind of the way the questions were worded. <laughs> so she had... It's a government it's questionnaire. A, <laughs> that's true. Of course it's confusing. <laughs> but anyway. So she had a lot of paperwork. It had to be translated. Documents had to be officially authenticated. But about 18 months later, she had her final interview at the American consulate in Germany. She passed the process and was approved for her green card. 
And your green card, your first one, is good for about two years. And she jokingly called it her American trial. Nice. <laughs> she was like, you know, maybe the government, uh, they just want to check me out for a couple years, make sure I'm, I'm A-OK. Okay. So soon after that, her husband was transferred back to the States and immediately went off to training. So he was gone for several months. So here she was in the U.S. living with her in-laws in Kentucky while her husband was in Ohio. But because her green card hadn't physically arrived, she couldn't get a driver's license or really work. And growing up, she was used to working and providing for others. So she described that as sort of a hard period in her life. But after her husband completed his training, they moved to St. Louis. She worked briefly in the hospitality industry, but then COVID hit. Oh my gosh. So then she worked at Target. And then two years ago, she joined the military. And I have to say, it was really fun talking with Airman Groft and watching her life unfold during the interview from someone who described herself as sort of a wanderer, not sure what she wanted to do in life, to talking about her life now. And she lights up talking about her wonderful husband, their life together. She said she is absolutely in love with what she does as a medical technician. She said she has always doubted herself and her abilities, and growing up, she said, quote, I didn't have things to be proud of. Joining the military and becoming a citizen, this was the first time I've ever been proud of myself. That's great. And now she's thinking that she wants to go further in medicine, maybe attend the military's program for physician assistance or something like that. That's really awesome. And even though she and Airman Ali from last week's episode have a very different journey, something they both express great appreciation for is the opportunities afforded to them through military service. That's right. As immigrants who each had a very different life before coming to the United States, they are both dedicated now to preserving the freedoms that enabled them to achieve dreams that honestly they didn't even know they had. Absolutely. And as we celebrate Veterans Day tomorrow, we hope that understanding our troops' stories helps bring even more reverence for the work they do in defense of our nation. That's right. And there are several community events tomorrow. There's the Veterans Day Observance Ceremony at 11 a.m. at First Baptist Church in O'Fallon. Veterans are encouraged to wear their medals and decorations that day. And then after the ceremony, you'll want to make your way to downtown O'Fallon in time for the Veterans Day Parade, which steps off at 2 p.m. And that parade happens rain or shine. Celebrating Veterans Day is not only about recognizing the past, but also about supporting our veterans in the present and future. Many veterans face unique challenges when transitioning back to civilian life. Things like finding employment, managing physical and mental health, and then adjusting to just a different way of life. And I think by celebrating Veterans Day, we raise awareness of these challenges and emphasize the importance of providing veterans with the resources and support that they need to thrive in their life after service. Along those lines, there is a newly formed community group for female veterans called Sisters in Service. The purpose of this monthly social group is to develop mentorship and guidance to women service members transitioning out of the service. It's a great way to connect with others in our community that may be in the same season of life. And they have two upcoming events. One is a service event, and the other one is a free yoga class at Moonbird Yoga here in the downtown district. And we're going to link to both of those in the show notes. Well, before we get into the calendar, we usually have a podcast partner's message here. And those, well, those are booked out into February. Yeah. But we did reserve a space on our own podcast to be able to share how promoting your business on our podcast can reach an audience you might not otherwise reach. Hello, 618 Now podcast listeners. Jonathan here, the voice behind the podcast partner, and we're excited to offer local businesses the chance to become a part of our community's favorite Friday morning ritual. 
Imagine your brand highlighted in not one, but two 30-second spots reaching hundreds of dedicated listeners a week at an average cost of 40 cents per download. As a proud production of the O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce, we're growing and we want you to grow with us. So take the leap and become a podcast partner today. Let's put the spotlight on what you do best. Reach out to me at connect at O'FallonChamber.com or find the media kit on our website, O'FallonChamber.com. So Jess, what's on the calendar for this week? Today is Friday, November 10th. Tonight at 7 p.m. is the high school production of Pandemonium. Pandemonium is a comedy that takes place in modern-day New York City where Greek gods live incognito among the mortals trying to solve the mystery of who killed Zeus. There are performances throughout the weekend, and we'll link to those showtimes in the notes. This weekend in the downtown district are some holiday open houses. Stephen Mueller Florist has his annual, much-anticipated Christmas open house tomorrow from 9 until 5 and Sunday from 11 to 4. And then also tomorrow is the next O'Fallon Township rummage sale at the Township Building. Now, I'm going to admit, I've heard about this monthly yard sale for years, Nick, but it wasn't until we started promoting it on the podcast that I realized how impactful it is. Oh, yeah. They recently donated $15,000 to local food pantries based on the money they've raised from these once-a-month yard sales crazy plus it is really easy to drop off donations so the township building is located right near the roundabout at seven hills road and state street you pull up to the shed on the east side of the property there's a garage door on the shed there's a piece of paper on the shed that has the phone number you call that number they open the garage door remotely you offload your stuff into the shed and you get out of there Volunteers sort it, and once a month they host a garage sale where they sell those donations. And that November sale is tomorrow. That's from 7 a.m. until noon at the Township Building. And then we're also about two weeks out from Thanksgiving. That seems impossible. It really does. (laughs) But several local places like the Regency, Happy Bakery, and O-Town Social are offering catered Thanksgiving Day meals. We're going to link to those in the show notes. And fun fact... Fun fact! I have already placed our order because we're hosting this year, and I would rather spend time with my family than um, overcooking a turkey in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. And, and I, and I, and I, for one, speaking on behalf of the turkey, I think that's appreciated because you know if he's going to lay down his life for you, it needs to be done right. It needs to be done well. <laughs> and yeah. I am not that person. <laughs> and as somebody who enjoys turkey, I don't want dry turkey. I think my family would agree. There you go. (laughs) So I have outsourced that this year. (laughs) Okay. There you go. (laughs) And friends, that's your snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Well, on that note, I've got to get going. I think I'm going to go get a turkey sandwich. Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. This podcast is a production of the O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce. We're a nonprofit with over 600 members, and together we welcome, unite, and promote business. Remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy local, and that's sort of the same thing.